Hey guys, again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. And if you love what you see, and I know you do, please rate, review, and subscribe. It would mean so much to us. Yeah, it absolutely means the world to us. Helps us get out to a wider audience. Really just capture more people that we can help you with this show. Again, if you're getting value, check us out. Thank you again. So grateful to you. Hi, everyone. It is Monday, and it is my favorite day. And you know why. I know why. It is Mothers of Multifamily. I am so excited. This is her first time podcasting. So give us some grace today. It, I have the amazing, the incredible Natalie Sitch. Welcome, Natalie. Hi, thank you. And uh, I'm so glad to be here and honored to be interviewed by you. <laughs> oh, so honored to have you. Oh my goodness, folks. Natalie, <laughs> Natalie has seven children between 10 and 29 years old who she mostly homeschooled. And you know, we are going to dive into that homeschooling. We lived abroad for about 15 years. They lived abroad for about 15 years because her husband had contracts with the government. They moved, had a new baby about every three years since then. In 2016, when her youngest was six and she was 50, she was introduced to real estate by her oldest son, who is the CEO of Active Duty Passive Income. Boom. I know you've heard of them. <laughs> I have heard of them. In 2017, I did a JV with my son and husband on, our, on her first deal, which was a 56-unit apartment complex. They had a difficult first year, and they had terrible management, but they are doing well now. We're going to dive into that one as well, because it's always those first ones that count. In 2019, she joined together with her son's team, Active Duty Passive Income Capital, and she began helping them with asset management. Aside from her 56 unit, she is general partners on a 159 unit, which is which are it's one apartment complex and one mobile home park. She has cared for her mother-in-law for 3.5 years because she has been paralyzed from having a massive stroke. And then when her mother-in-law passed in October, she has been actively preparing to open an assistant living facility. She is now under contract to purchase a six-bed assistant living home near her. And she is still working as an asset manager and looking into creative ways to increase her occupancy and NOI during this difficult time. Oh my goodness. There's so much I want to dig into there, Natalie. But my first question, really my one and only question, you have seven children spanning between 10 and 29 years old. You are the mother of the creator of active duty passive income. How do you do it? How do you do everything that you do and still run your household and jump to real estate? How do you do it all? There's no easy answer to that question. And I think every woman has to create her own way of doing things. Uh, my way was to be a full-time mom. And that's what I always wanted to do and just raise my children. And I put everything into that, you know, and that was it for a span of at least 20 years. And I enjoyed doing that. I was, I was very blessed to be able to have that opportunity. Um, and since we moved around so much, I was kind of forced into homeschooling, though I didn't feel like I really knew how to do it. Um, I did. And it worked out well since, you know, my oldest ended up going to the Naval Academy. And, you know, so, so far, so good. <laughs> the kids have turned out okay. I call them my guinea pigs a lot. Um, but yeah, so it's, it hasn't been an easy road, but um, 
it's, it's been very educational. And what I've learned is that I have to keep on learning and it's a constant learning process. Um, because if there's one thing that's been going throughout the thread of my life, it has been constant change. We moved to America when I was two and it's just been, you know, constant. <laughs> um, and there were times when I would get angry and say, you know, this is just not fair. I, don't have stability. I want to be like everybody else and just have a stable, boring life and just have my 2.5 kids and just be, you know, in my same house and know the same people all my life. But um, having these experiences ha it has taught me that you really have to not only get used to having change in your life and face that change, but and not be afraid of that change, but also embrace the change so that you can learn and just continue learning. So how do you encompass, and I love, I love what you just said, and that's the title of our podcast, Facing and Embracing <laughs> Change. How do you face and embrace the changes of your everyday life? I mean, I mean, we can dive into your past and how much you moved and how much you moved with your children, but everything that you learned in your lifetime has seemingly prepared you for this moment because we're facing a huge change right now in our homes as a nation, as a world. So what is some of your motherly advice to basically the world? Yeah. Well, one thing I like is just to take things one day at a time. Of course, I do you know, have plans and such, but I, I try to focus on, wow, what's, what's going to be next in my life? I, I try to look at it like a story. What's the next exciting chapter in, my, in this book? <laughs> and who knows, maybe one day I will write a book. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it's, I try to look at my life as an adventure and, and you know, look at it that way so that I can go forward and hopefully I can leave a legacy to my children and, and that they will have an example of you know, taking this positive attitude. Um, amongst all these changes. That is a fantastic mindset to have is to leave a legacy to really embrace a change and take one day at a time. I mean, that's, that's all you can expect from everybody at this time and point, because I've been asked by so many investors, where's, what's the next step, Peely? Um, mm -hmm. What does this look like? Even for a single family, they're like, okay, so a friend of mine, I was trying to teach her how to comp a house in single family. I was like, you know what? I don't know if many of these comps really mean anything right now because we don't know yes. what's going to happen next week, a month from now. We can't comp life right now. So let's dig in even more because you, you talked mm -hmm. about the anger and the wanting to think, wanting things to be fair. There's a lot of, there's that thought process going on right now. I mean, yeah. if, if, if people were thinking that before, it's, it's probably right in their faces right now. How do you, how did you deal with that? I, well, I have a lot of good friends and I rely on them to get me through it. My mom is my best friend. I talk to her every day. <laughs> uh, but I think just keep moving forward and just don't, don't dwell on it too much. Right. I, I think I, I have really low self-esteem, you know, and it's been really hard for me to, to kind of get out of that and change my mindset and, um, and my kids are my biggest cheerleaders now, but just, you know, little things like trying to teach a child how to read, it was daunting, you know, can I really do this? But I was kind of forced into it and then they, they learned. And then I, and then I, um, so I started this journal of 
I call it my miracle journal. And I look back at that every time I have trouble because I think, okay, I was able to get through this. God gave me this huge miracle. You know, this child was able to get past his difficulties and, and be a great student. Um, and then I can build on that, right? Uh, hey, I was able to purchase a 56 unit and I made a lot of mistakes because we did it without a team. I would never advise anybody to do that. But seeing that I could do that, gives me the confidence to go forward, right? The confidence that I need, which I have so much trouble with. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's uh, something I would suggest is, is having that kind of journal to, to remind yourself of all your successes. That is amazing. And that's actually something I should instill in or put into my journal. I love journaling every day. And usually I just write the, just, I always write the three things that I'm thankful for. And that's usually my, that's my journal in the morning. But to add that, at the end of the day, like write the three things, I should write the three things that I actually excelled at, or I did at, or I like, even, even those of us who have this persona of always having it together, always, <laughs> always uh, like having a bright face, having that, having that positive attitude, it's there. And I am all about having positive attitude, but there's sometimes that you have those like, Oh, am I doing this correctly? Am I raising my children right? Am I making the right decisions in this crazy time that we're at? So your, your self-esteem issues and your lack of confidence that you had has it, how did you, can you dive a little deeper into how you got out of that? Because right. there are so many, especially mamas out there, there are so many of us that are either inwardly de dealing with that or even outwardly dealing with that, that we can't get over that. How do you get over that? Uh, well, I don't know if I ever really completely got over it. I'm still <laughs> nervous right now. Uh -huh. But, uh, you know, the fact that I was just I'm saying just a mom, right? Just a mom mm -hmm. for so long. I forgot how to do so many things. I did get a bachelor of fine arts degree and I was a, a graphic designer way back before I, you know, had this life and then having children and kind of forgetting how to even talk to adults for so long, <laughs> it was really hard to get out of that mindset. Uh, and try to learn how to use technology. And I remember not too long ago, sitting in front of a laptop and just crying because I couldn't figure out how to do things. Oh, no. So, you know, and if I could get out of that and do these things, anybody can. Um, but I guess um, the thing that keeps me going is to talk to my family members that are my biggest cheerleaders and find those people around you that'll support you and remind you who you are. And um, sometimes when I get up in the morning, I need a little boost. I will listen to, I've got this um, app that I listen to about, I can't remember what it's called, about positive mindset. Or if you have to listen to some of your favorite audiobooks that help you, sometimes that helps me. You know, when I go for my morning walks, I listen to that and, and just little things. And like I said, day by day, because uh, if you look at the big picture, sometimes it's so scary. How are we going to do all these things that we need to do? How can I possibly open an assisted living? Uh, but yeah, I, sometimes you, there's this feeling you have like, I have to do this. And for me, I just, I this huge why. I want to do this for my children so that one day they can say, wow, mom was able to do this. That means I can do things too. That is an amazing mindset to have, like having that want mindset, not that I have to, 
or I got to, I want to, you want to do this for your family. So you're going to get over your personal hurdles. And I know I do this too. And I know you do it too, listeners. You look at the big picture and you're just like, can't I'm gonna just hide my, behind my my books and my reading and my education and or my children I did that for a long time I hid behind my children I was like I can't do this because I have I have babies I I'm a mom bad mindset to have I had to get over that super quickly and just like you I took those small bites and it's forcing yourself out of that out of your cocoon yes you're about yes. to say something yeah, no, I was just going to say real estate investing is such a great thing for mothers because you can yes. do the mothering and the real estate investing. You have that mm -hmm. flexibility to be with your kids, do things with them. Now you have to be disciplined, of course, um, and block your time and do that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I can't say that I'm very disciplined. I tend to be very spontaneous. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm pointing at myself. If you're not watching this on YouTube, as she's talking, I'm pointing at myself with my pen saying me too, because I, that's how I went through life. Let's do this and let's do this thing. And let's do this other thing. Um, and let's plan for really too long on all these big things and never get it done. Um, and I had to realize like you, I had to step back, realize what was important to me, plan accordingly, and then jump in. So yes. for my mamas out there, how did you take that step? That one, like five, that one leap, your, your son said, I'm doing real estate, mom. I want you to come with me on this journey. What made you say, okay? <laughs> uh, well, the main thing was that he believed in me and, yes. and that my husband believed in me. Yes. Um, but also um, I had something that was pushing me that was, that was really strong. And it was that my husband lost his job at that time. And we really needed to think of a way to get out of this situation. And that was the best way. And we had money saved up because we lived overseas for so long. So we had it in 529s and, you know, these kind of savings accounts that didn't get us enough return. And so when my son explained it to us and showed us how we could get better returns through real estate investing, we both became excited in it. So yeah, that's when I just uh, started a little at a time learning through podcasts, listening to people like Rod Cleave and, mm -hmm. and just learning. And you know, with that first investment, I was terrified, but it actually was our second because our first one fell through. Mm -hmm. um, but I, there was something that was interesting. And, and I think it's the kind of intuition that you have from being a mom and from, you know, just being a woman and, and knowing how to communicate well with people. We, uh, when we were getting that 56 unit, there were so many people that were trying to buy it at the same time. At least that's what they tell us, right? Um, <laughs> and I was thinking, how do we compete with these people? My bio was very thin and I didn't know if they were going to even give me this loan and how I was going to compete with all these other investors. But something woke me up at 5 a.m. and I started writing a letter to the seller. That was my big idea. And I told him about that, you know, the fact you know, who we were, what we believed in, that we wanted to start this family business, that we were immigrants and all this. They loved it. He immediately wrote back the seller. Yes. Didn't even go through the broker, you know, saying, We're also from an immigrant family. That was it was great. So we got the deal. That is a huge, oh my goodness, you just gave my listeners a huge, huge bit of golden advice. Doesn't matter what asset class you're in. If you find yourself in this predicament where maybe you're not the best offer, maybe you are the best offer, write the seller 
a personal note. And when I say personal, dig deep. Yeah. Or another thing we do as a team now is my son makes a video for the seller. Even better. That has been really very, very good. Especially, especially, I mean, we all have a story, but Mm -hmm. yours is even bigger and brighter. I mean, you're the mother of seven children. You're trying to create this family business and your son is the creator of active duty, passive income, which has its own huge backstory. I mean, use, use who you are, what you believe in and show that to the world. I mean, let's talk like, I know your son is really good at this, but let's talk (laughs) about personal branding because you have definitely been a part of this amazing family business and you manage the assets for your son's business, for your family business. Can we talk a little bit about personal branding? Because I think this is key, especially in this time period. Uh, if you mean by the fact that active duty passive income, well, we are now as a team, we're called ADPI capital, um, when we invest and as a team, we, uh, we want to show people who we are, you know, we're not just any, you know, slum Lord or whatever we are. We have integrity. And I, the team is fantastic. The guys that I work with have so much, they have such a good work ethic. They're so driven. They have so much integrity and it, it just, uh, it exudes. Uh, and, and the seller can see that when my son makes a video and tells them about who we are. And that's, yeah, that's the kind of branding. And so another thing we do is when we um, purchase a new property, we uh, dedicate it to a fallen hero. And um, so, well, we have plans on Memorial Day. I don't know if it's going to work out because of COVID, but we have plans to have a, a plaque and a commemoration on Memorial Day at our new 80 unit. And uh, that's, that's something we want to give back to the community and uh, just, you know, to show who we are. That is, uh, I have no words for that. I mean, I'm just going to take a moment and like, let that sit with, with the listeners. I mean, that's, that's something special right there, but I know you all can find that something special to put you ahead of the curve to make the world see that you're not only yes we all have to make money from the person who is bagging their groceries because you know how important that is today the person that is in the grocery store the truck driver that's driving the trucks to get the goods to us to the police officer to the frontline worker at the hospital to those men and women who are serving overseas in our military yes these people are very very important but you are important to a lister of mine. Mm-hmm. You find your story. What is important about your story? And you push that. Yes, I think it's really important, especially when there's so much competition out there. You want to show them that your team is different, that you stand out, that you do things that give back to the community. And I hope to do the same with uh, my assisted living when that opens. I want to make it different. And I want to be able to really help these elderly to be relevant in their, in their community and not just be isolated and hidden away. I want to give them technology so they can, uh, my idea is to help them teach children in other countries English through communicating online. Why not? Um, it would be a win-win. That would be a win-win because now, now you're giving these people a second, uh, I don't even say chance, but a second kind of life yeah. and the ability to keep on being, being useful 
because we all want to be useful. And I think at that age, when you're going into a retirement home or you're going to an assistant living facility, a lot of people are feeling that they're not useful anymore. And that what you're going to do is, oh my goodness. This is a, what a great a new idea. thing for me. So hopefully it works. And but it's a very, <laughs> very, uh, it's growing very fast. This asset class is going to be much more popular in the future. And so when I figure it out, I hope to teach others how to do it as well. Yes, please. And when you have that coaching program put together, I want to be the first to know about <laughs> it so I can push it out there. Okay. So talking about teaching, because obviously you've raised some amazing, amazing children, hashtag mom goals. <laughs> You mentioned homeschooling. Let's touch upon that right now. Um, There are millions of people now who are homeschooling their children because we are, we have been forced to stay home because of COVID. What bits of information, it doesn't, you don't have to go through your whole homeschooling thing, but what, what key points of information can you give to the mamas and papas out there that have found themselves in this position? Okay. Uh, well, like I said, I have always been kind of, I, I'm not very organized. Okay. So I, I was the same day, same with school, <laughs> uh, but it all revolved around a lot of love. And I wasn't, obviously I wasn't the unschooling kind of person. We had, you know, strict things that the children had to do every day. But um, mostly what we did was we taught the children how to teach themselves so that at some point they could just come to me and say, here's my work, mom, check it. And it made it so much easier. So when you talk about having children in high school, I taught my oldest up until his sophomore year. It wasn't like I was sitting there doing lectures with him. He basically read the lectures himself out of himself out of the books and just came to me and I graded it and that was it. So, and it just depended on the child. I had some that were, you know, type A personalities and they would come to me and say, mom, you've got to teach me this. I don't understand. And then I had others that every time somebody would come over, they would be distracted and they'd want to go see what the plumber was doing or what the computer repair guy was doing. And, you know, and that child, by the way, I thought he was never going to make it in life, but now he's a computer genius. So I think there's just, you just have to give them love and give them enough room to actually learn to love learning. So that's, that's the only tidbit I can give aside from lots of information that nobody wants to hear in this podcast. <laughs> well, no, like if you have, uh, maybe after the podcast, if you have any links or any information that I can give my listeners, because a lot mm-hmm. of them are mamas and papas who are doing exactly what you have done, but just that information to, to revolve your teaching around love and to revolve it around your children teaching themselves, which is something that all parents, especially those that really, really don't have the quote time because they're working from home and need that space to work. So making the space for their children to learn and for their work is exceedingly hard for a lot of parents right now. But to have that knowledge that they can and they they can learn to love to learn, you know, it's not something that you would have to spoon feed them anymore. If they really love learning, they'll want to teach themselves. Fantastic. So Natalie, you have given us so much. I am so grateful. But before I let you go, I have two more questions. One being, if you could give any tidbit of information, if you could just say one more thing to a kabillion people, (laughs) 
what would it be? I guess it would be that it's never too late to learn something that you want to learn and to do something that you think it would be fun to do. Uh, I never expected to get into this, you know, real estate investing at such a late age. I never expected to do a lot of these things and I'm enjoying it. I love it. And I, and I'm learning so much, but I never stop learning. So never stop learning. I love it. And I love that through line of your life. Never stop learning from the moment you started life, probably to like to continuing on never, ever stop learning. So for my listeners out there that want to reach you, that want to reach active duty, passive income, that want to reach your family business, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, Well, on Facebook is the easiest way. (laughs) So yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's probably the best way, just through Facebook. Perfect. Natalie Sitch. Perfect. I will find the link and I will put it in the show notes. Okay. Natalie, thank you so much for being on. I am so thank grateful. You. Thank you. Yay. And to all my listeners out there, I'm grateful to you too. Thank you so much for listening. Every day you come on, you listen to what we have to share, and I hope you get tremendous value from this. And if you do, please subscribe, rate and review. It just takes less than five minutes of your time. Thank you so much. Again, I'm grateful. Bye now. Join us for your second cup of coffee every Monday through Friday at noon. Live every day brings us our best content we've done so far. Super excited, super engaging, bunch of great guests. We're here to answer your questions and we so appreciate you listening. Make sure to check this out. Can't wait to see you.